We are Go on episode 18, and we have a guest in the house. Uh, I think a very, very, very perfect guest for this particular episode. But I'm going to introduce our regular fantasy fanatics first, Peter and Zane. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I like tonight, it. Hello. Tonight is all about fantasy. And so if you've tuned in expecting, I don't know, what something that, that's going to be uh, a topic for all, then you are sadly mistaken because uh, we are going to be talking about our Dynasty League. And therefore, I think it's a very, very apt that we have Cameron Newlands in the house tonight. Cam, welcome. Now, I think this works out really well because you are the reigning fantasy champion from Ultimate Footy. Um, I know Zane's going to say something in a minute. And you're also currently the leader of the fantasy EPL tournament. So What? Hang on, I think you're leading that now. What happened to Tubsy? Yeah, what what happened to Tubsy? Uh, Tubsy fell very quickly. Oh, Jesus. You did predict that would happen. Hey, can I just wait, Tim? I have to go back here because you've just smoothed over a very important um, error from last week. Um, which should not go unnoticed. And I'm sure plenty of people wrote in about this one when last week you introduced the episode as episode 13. <laughs> I was wondering how many people would pick up on that or just let it slide. And no, I'm not letting that slide. <laughs> and of the 14 people who have listened so far, I have 13 people have written in. Uh, and, uh, and, and I was the other one. <laughs> I heard it at the time and I was like, I'm just going to run with it because I'd, I've lost count anyway. Um, and then when I heard it back, I was like, no, that doesn't match the title of the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Well, Good. Uh, I'm, well, I'm glad well, some people have actually over. called in on that. Well, for what it's worth, I had no idea. <laughs> That's, That's because I knew consistent. you were not one of the 14 who had listened. Yeah. <laughs> Consistent with, um, I guess, your uh, listening skills on this podcast, Zane. <laughs> we, yeah, I wasn't we, paying can, attention when, when Tim's speaking. We can firstly go to Cam to, I'm not going to say congratulate him because he, he, he didn't start off, he hasn't led from the start in, in Fantasy EPL, but has come from behind and taken Tubsy very early. So uh, Tubbs yeah, didn't go the early pro though. No, but he, he did do what Tubbs normally does, and that's he always starts well and then folds very quickly, and the rest of us come over the top. So pressure's on Mikey because Mikey's coming last, and as we said last time I was on, the loser has to wear a top of the winner's team. So Mikey needs to lift his game because we really want Tubbs to come last. Who has the most hated team? I don't know who everyone follows. I know Tubbs follows Manchester United because he's the biggest bandwagon soccer supporter there is. Um, who's Which team is the most hated in the EPL? Out of our group? Yeah. Oh, it's got to be me. Me it'd and be, Liverpool. It'd be Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, so you're bandwagoner also? No, what? No. Never won for 30 <laughs> years. I've been on him for 25. So no, no bandwagon here. Unlike Tubbs. Okay. Mm, okay, fair enough. And, do, and, they, uh, and they still haven't won in, in real um, competition because COVID doesn't count. Same with Melbourne then. Um, <laughs> so, so, hey, do, do, Cab, do you, do you enjoy taking tubs from behind? <laughs> <laughs> I 
This is going uh, into one of those stories that Ken wasn't allowed to talk about. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in fantasy terms. <laughs> it's not my fantasy loan to take you from behind. Uh, that, that didn't get better. <laughs> he prefers to uh, go from the front. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before Come we get into our main topic, which is all about <laughs> Dynasty League, and we do have Cam on here because he was one of the expansion teams, so we wanted to get a bit of a play-by-play on his expectations coming in, and then uh, what he's seen so far, um, yeah. which was an interesting, an interesting auction, that's for sure. Um, but one thing that happened last week was Zane Explains came out with the Zane Explains trivia, 151 slides. I don't know how many questions were in there. They were all questions, dude. They all counted. (laughs) They were all questions, but I'm not sure how many were factually correct. (laughs) There were some subjective subjective I'll say at least least 80% of them. (laughs) Subjective questions with subjective answers, which I did not like. You guys requested for subjective questions. No, I don't think we did. I think we anticipated it. We didn't request it. Uh, if you guys stay in like, more, you know, a lot of times it's going to be on there. So <laughs> I, I did not request for you to do a whole segment on things that Zane likes. Yeah. That was a very hard section. <laughs> Particularly not, the not first question. <laughs> the first question on that was four women on a, on pictures saying which one is Zane's crush. They all looked exactly the same. <laughs> oh, that's just racist. <laughs> but they literally looked the same. Yeah, you're being we didn't follow. Oh, but yeah. well, as you said, Charlie did amazingly well and managed to catch up by get going. I think seven of seven in your section. Mm, exactly, or six of seven, or something like that. I'm not sure. It, it was by far the best. I'm sure. Yes, I was. You know, I always um, try to give Chuck a chance. So I just put a lot of Asian questions in there, and he, you know. And you really didn't make it work for him. Uh, it made it made it work for um for the other Asian in the group who denies to be Asian, um, not you, Tim, um, Shaz. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> came flying through. He's like, oh damn, Asian questions, I'm fucked. Then he got like eight out of eight, so <laughs> and ended up winning, right? He won. He did. Yeah, he won. Exactly. He did. So. So our former reigning champion, who had been holding on to a one-month streak, apparently, just yes. missed out. Very close. It was a little bit tic-tac at the end. It was getting, it was um, one up, one down for about seven or eight questions towards the end. Yeah. I was happy I was able to answer the same amount of questions correctly as Shaz, and I missed out on the first, the first question, which was just a slide that you had to tick all the boxes, and I only ticked one of the boxes. So <laughs> that was a problem. I did yeah. forget about the 10 joke questions in there. <laughs> I think Shaz, Shaz was much better at me than qu- at quickly working out whether the question made any sense or not, and then just, and then just pot-shotting one. Um, I took a while to try to understand the question and then try to answer it. That was a bad strategy. But you had you had a good strategy of of just picking the italics uh, that kind of worked for some questions. Well, it was great yeah. because it sucked in a lot of people to the later yeah. questions where that wasn't relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mr. Runner up, Mr. Runner up, no more. Dropped out. Mm. Didn't even place on the screen. I don't think. No, not close. Before. Not close. No recent, no recent films in the in the trivia. So, yeah, <laughs> you played him well. Yes. 
Okay, well, that was trivia. Um, that good, good fun. Even though I, I wasn't happy with the with some of the answers or the result, but it was still good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Dynasty League, which is what this whole episode is about, and we are doing an in-depth play-by-play. Um, first, my first question is to Cam because being uh, well, you've heard about this league for a little while, and we eventually got round to to inviting you. There, there was a bit of a petition to get the expansion teams in this year, and we have expanded once before many years ago. Um, so I want to, the question I want to ask you is expectations of the auction, which happened over the weekend, um, compared to what actually happened. How did that go for you? Yeah, well, I have heard about this draft or this dynasty league for many years. Um, you guys quite openly bragged about it into my in my face <laughs> and i know you guys were all running scared you didn't want to invite me in so that's fine so thank you cool. finally for the invite uh but most of the things i've heard over the years was how long this draft goes for like all night 5am 6am finish get home uh, with the sun's up so it actually went quite a bit shorter than i was prepared for which was great Helpful, um, definitely helpful. Mm. Given it was I think, I think because yeah, I think it was also because it's done done online. I think it was it was uh, a lot um, longer when everybody were, were in the same room, right? So, I I agree, and I think that uh, last year there was a lot more egging on of bids because there were all the Melbourne guys in the same room, and yeah. it's a lot easier to do in person. And there was a lot of lot of chatting that happened in the Melbourne room, which pissed off the other guys as well. There was a lot of side discussion. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, finishing at one o'clock, uh, especially on the night that clocks went forward for daylight savings, it was fantastic. So uh, the other one was being 14 teams and quite a few good players in the league this year. I thought there'd be at least 10 players uh, over the $60. And there was only eight. And of that eight, only six managers i think a couple of managers bought a couple of players so really half the league is pretty soft <laughs> <laughs> cameron newland coming in hot <laughs> so it's caught up half of the league <laughs> and and just just fyi uh also calling out half of the podcast right here yeah yeah <laughs> not not including me or himself <laughs> Let, just, let's just, just go wait. back a sec. Let's just go back a sec because Cam, you did ask for last year's sheet, which I sent through to you earlier uh, before the draft. Yep. And last year's auction was by far the craziest of all the years we've had. So um, I know Pete sent around a bit of a top 10 and, and what the pricing was. And that um, I think last year was, was certainly out of this, out of this world because we did have $383 worth of luxury tax. <laughs> Uh, which was incurred <laughs> on draft night last year. <laughs> this year, only at $91. And and more than half of it is Shaz. Yeah, yeah $91. And that's less than how much luxury tax you paid alone last year, Tim. <laughs> yes, yes. Good, good point. <laughs> Shaz, was only, Shaz was only lux because he had a vendor bid and he couldn't back out. He wanted to back out, then Francis called him out on it. <laughs> And and he's not one to back down, so he was definitely yeah. going to take he's it. Like, oh, don't call me a pussy. I'll, I'll just be eighty-five dollars. Fuck it. 
No, I, I, I think that was a good point from Cam that uh, there were it was certainly a bit lighter on at that at that top end than it has been in the past. Well, I think everybody just you know um, for last year was crazy, and you know? everybody was just like, oh, you know, perhaps, and you know, you know, the, gu- the guys that went into luxury tax in the last year's drafts did, did not win, right? So um, you, you needed to you needed a little bit of flexibility going into the season. I think so. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know Maybe. about that. Well, <laughs> well, the other thing is this. This is something I was thinking about as well, which is interesting this year because um, one of the things that's been, I, I guess, super helpful um, to teams that have, I guess, been a little bit soft um, at the draft has been the fact that there was twelve teams, and what the, the, there's a few things that allows right so one is that it allows you to um have a bigger pool of free agents that you can pick up um and and kind of move around pretty 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 flexibly um during the season to keep yourself in contention even if your team um you know on day one may not be as strong um the second one is that because there was six out of 12 teams that made playoffs you know, a few teams get a, bit, a run of bad luck with injuries and all of a sudden, you know, that team that is a little bit uh, deeper but maybe not as um, top-heavy, um, all of a sudden, again, has more of a chance. This year, one of the things I was thinking about was, well, 14 teams, six of them make um, make it to the finals. The free agency pool is going to be pretty light. Um, which I will tell you later is absolutely true. Um, I was thinking you've got to stack up at the draft. You have to. If you don't stack up at the draft, then I actually think you're going to get left behind this year. I think you're right. I think we, we, we have seen in the past that teams have got through by streaming some of these $1 players and being able to survive. I don't think you can do that with the pool that's left. Because it's, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. sure you can do it. You can do it. Come playoffs. Not to time. the same extent. Not to the same extent. I don't think. Because you. Oh, you're come, missing. come, come! Playoffs. Yes, of course you can stream. Come playoffs, but more more people are going to be out of the like. Uh, I hope Cam's read the rules on this. Once you're out mm-hmm. of the playoffs, um, and and the playoffs start, there's no trading or anything that can be done by teams that don't make it. So basically, everyone on the day the playoff starts that sits on the roster of a non-playoff team is out of the league, effectively. So more players are going to be pulled out of the league when the playoffs start. So, of course, the pool's going to be thinner. And, of course, you can still stream, but it's going to be like... It's going to be back to, like, Tim versus... um, it was a jazz that you're against where you're yeah. like trying to get Walt Lemon Jr. and all these all these other shit cunts no one's heard about, but they still get some minutes and, and you know, you can just go with volume of players, but you know, it ends up getting super expensive. So I'm still expecting that to happen. And I'm expecting now that if I happen to be out of it because I get injuries or whatever early. I can just literally pull my team out and say, just let the let the lux tax from others roll into me, and and I'll I'll sit this one out. Like I'm okay with that, but you may as well spend the lux tax early because you're not going. I'm not going to make money out of the season if I don't make playoffs. So that's all right. Lux a bit of lux tax is okay. It'll pay for itself. Yep, I like that. Back to Cam. Question for you: 
going through the rules, is this the most complicated fantasy league that you've ever seen? Uh, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> I feel that if I do this for two or three years, I reckon I could be a GM of an NBA team. Um, it's, yeah, quite complicated, quite in-depth. Um, I still haven't read all of it. Well, I have read all of it, but still haven't processed all of it. So, Don't worry. Me neither. Well, yeah. <laughs> you stole my joke. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Zane right. asked me the same question basically yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So I've still got what, what is it? 10, 15 days, 12 days, whatever, till the season starts. So I'll uh, be doing quite a bit of reading up on the rules between now and then. Nah, you don't need to. Just remember, just just nominate keepers. That's all. And then just ask me. I'll, I'll, yeah. I, I can I can keep you posted on what's going on. Speak, speaking of keepers, I don't think I really want anyone next season. For the price, this anyway. It's already a rookie move. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you so don't I've, just... I've got one. I've got one that I know of. I even know who's saying team can. What's the team name again? Uh, Andre Blatch. Oh, Sunny, <laughs> Sunny Bay, that. right? No. Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll use my joke from later, but is it going to be Dort? <laughs> who, who at two dollars may be the most overpriced player in the uh, um, in the that, entire competition? That that may have made my uh, overpriced list as well. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> oh dear! I when when I nominated him, I immediately regretted that decision. So you saved me. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to save it for later, but yeah. So when you when you nominated him, I thought you said Dorts for one dollar. So I had no defensive players on my team and he was about the only good defensive player left that I could see. And I stupidly said two bucks. And as soon as I said it, I realized you hadn't said a dollar. And <laughs> thankfully it was only $2. It wasn't any more than that. <laughs> left it with you. Uh, and I was kind of hoping that Tubbs or someone else would put it up for three bucks so I could just bail. <laughs> um, yeah, now I've got him. And he's playing very right. We should get 30 minutes a game and a few steals and... Yeah, Obviously, but that, don't worry. you know, that, that'll be all academic because you'll drop him in a few weeks' time. Most so, likely. True. Yeah. Okay. But don't worry, Tubbsy's got the most overvalued player anyway, so. Carl Kuzma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I was going to get him until I realised he'd put me to Lux, so there's no way I was taking him. You did make that point very clear on the night. <laughs> You you eventually go going into Lux, so I was always going into Lux, but it wasn't it wasn't because of Kuzma, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's go a little bit into the rules. Uh, and, and Pete, I want to ask you, um, firstly, who over our entire dynasty league, uh, I was going to say career, but the the length of the league that we've played for, has asked the most questions to you about doing anything. <laughs> including things that, that we don't have rules for yet. Um, and who has tried, in your opinion, to dodge the rules the most? Oh, good question. That's a good question. Because uh, there are a few different uh, categories of questions that people ask me. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think um, Zane's category of questions goes into the bucket of, I'm too lazy 
to think. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you something that is absolutely obvious, um, and and just and just assume that it's the hardest thing going around. So uh, Zane asked me a lot of questions, but often they're quite. Um, let's call them straightforward. And, and I think he learned his lesson from the very first year, Cam. I'm not sure if, if you've heard um, the story, um, but one of the very first um, waiver um, free agency pickups, um, the name of him escapes me. Uh, oh, Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders. And, and, and Zane decided to nominate $30 as a waiver to pick him up because he thought he just has to win the free agency with his $100 cap. Um, and then proceeded to say, oh, I didn't know he was going to go on my salary cap at $30, um, <laughs> like a fucking noob. And then um, I had to punish him because he broke the rules. Uh, and I think ever since he just, anytime he does anything, he asks me questions now. <laughs> so I'll put, him in that bucket. I'll put him in that bucket. Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't because of Ari Sanders. It was because of my trade with Shaz. <laughs> yeah. Probably the other, um, probably after about halfway through the season, I get a lot of questions from, let's call it the Francis Charlie Des faction, um, <laughs> who try some elaborate stuff <laughs> around trades and often try to work out ways to kind of um, ensure that you know, things are moving around uh, so that whoever's in contention uh, gets amped up and whoever's out of contention gets something to roll forward to the next year. I mean, it's all for us in this league. It's all above board because you can do whatever the hell you like. Um, but often I need to write it down and sort of work out what the fuck is happening because it's got a lot of steps and, and that can... So it's not so much clarification of rules. It's not so much trying to dodge the system. It's just um, trying to line everyone up. And I think often, often I think that comes from Francis because um, like Des probably is just being guided by his interpretation of the rules and what's going to happen. So it's like, just give me the summary and I'll assess whether this is going to work for me. Um, and Charlie's a bit the same way. Um, so that's, I think those guys are probably the ones that ask me the most questions. Um, occasionally, the, the, the funniest one that I get questions from, I think, is Atch, because occasionally he'll ask me a question. And, it, and the reason why he asks it is because it's going to send him massively into luxury tax. And he'll, and he'll be like, uh, is this right? Because I don't want my $50 to become $500 of luxury tax. So just want to confirm it. Um, so that's usually quite entertaining as well. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, love it's that. pretty good. But not so many questions from him, but they're all, I look at them and I just, I smile every time I see them. Yeah. Because I know, I know it's when he's kind of on the fringe of being in contention and he just, he basically says, I'm all in, guys. <laughs> like, this is my move. And if it doesn't work, well, send me a bill. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, Pre-auction, and I'll go around the group here. Did anyone have a set strategy and did you follow it at all? I'll go to Cam first. Uh, I had uh, about three players that I was targeting. 
and I got one of them in KD. Um, but once, once I stuffed up with Donovan Mitchell, I paid too much for that one. And that just screwed me up after there. So there was a few players that I really wanted, but they were going for that 15, 16, $17 mark and I just couldn't afford it. So I got too excited at the start and blew my strategy. <laughs> Who were they? Um, uh, Halle Burton was, was my, like one of the top ones I really wanted for cheap. I really like him. Um, who else? I want. Oh, I wanted Thibault, but oh, yeah. he went for way too much. Um, and Lonzo, I think Lonzo this season is going to be really good at Chicago. And then a couple of young players like um, I wanted Kay Cunningham. I think he's going to be an absolute jet. So, and at Detroit, he's going to get plenty of opportunity. So, a bunch of young blokes. You can take him next year. Yeah. The the rookies went for quite high um yeah. i will say just in general uh zang got one of them um but i think overall well two of them actually overall they went they went quite expensive i thought mm. not and, giddy giddy was cheap yeah, yeah giddy, giddy was, was probably fair value yours. yeah Suggs, you really went hard at Suggs, yeah yeah because I, I think he's going to be good this year no nah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem the problem i find with um Suggs at 14 is not that it's not that he's not that he doesn't have the potential to be 14 but the problem is it's a bit too expensive to try to lock in for a long-term keeper and him getting to 14 is probably him playing out of his mind so you're not really getting much value out of him i don't think at yeah, 14, yeah. you know, no, I think that's that. the issue. Yeah. It's, it's pretty high risk. Um, and unless, that. unless you, unless you, you know, balls up and try to keep him for three years and um, fingers crossed he develops or try to palm him off later in the season or something, then it, to me, it's a bit of a, bit of a waste of a pick, but mm. you know, he might be good though. I don't know, but he's probably going to be on the draft board next year for people to bid on with a bit more knowledge of how good he's actually going to be. Well, he's going to be like the third or fourth guard for Orlando this season, so he's not going to get huge minutes. What are you talking about, man? He's going to start. No. Got, well, when Fultz comes back, he'll start, and Terrence Ross and RJ Hampton yeah. and Carl They do have Lee. a lot of guards. They do. So... Cole Anthony, J. Cole, if they sign him. One, um, one, one strategy, Zane, um, just in case you missed it from the last... 20 years that we've done um, fantasy <laughs> basketball. Uh, one strategy that is tried, tested, and does not work is this guy's on a shit team. He's going to be a gun <laughs> because someone has to perform. That does not work. Well, no, that's, uh, that's only um, in Charlie's case. <laughs> exactly, right? You should know that because it's making you money. <laughs> that, that was me with Obi Toppin. <laughs> Oh my god! It didn't work out when Randall turned into an all star in one year. <laughs> it worked for Charlie for 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 uh, Randall, right? <laughs> if you get him, yes. Same same question to you. Pre auction, did you have oh, a strategy? No and did you? No. You didn't. You clearly didn't enact it then. No. <laughs> what were you thinking? 
No, I, I didn't have a strategy. I, you know, this was really the first draft I went in completely blind. I would say I didn't do any research, not much anyway. Um, and just thought, uh, okay, one strategy I had was try to not go into lax and just save some money for flexibility and still try to draft a competitive team. So I guess uh, we'll see whether I've done the last bit, but obviously that I have enough flexibility to move. So you have we'll a see. lot of money left compared to last year. <laughs> and still not as much as Jez. Were you, were you, um, did you adopt that strategy of leaving some money because of Clark? I, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would say I just because of um, that keeper, uh, I, I had no idea. I don't know whether Clark will turn out to be okay or not this year. So we'll see. Uh, but it's probably he's, uh, you know, I can probably say with like a high degree of certainty, he's going to, he's a little bit over, uh, he's overvalued. For what <laughs> a little <he> bit. <laughs> no, but he's an example. He's an example of, you know, the risk of someone like a, like a Suggs or someone like that who, you know, you pay mid-range for like something like a ten dollars. You lock them in for a long term, and all of a sudden, um, that ten to fifteen dollars. If you want to buy it out, it becomes very becomes expensive. expensive to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. comes to like ten percent of your 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 salary cap, right? So I mean, it's it's quite it's quite expensive. So you know, obviously, I, I need to um, save some money for for it. Um, so it's okay. It's okay if you're like Shaz and maybe you had like a Wiseman the year before and, you know, you rolled in a huge friggin' um, like, trade exemption or something yeah. like that. Well, like, but, but, oh, yeah, trade T. But, you know, because I was still in, I was in contention last year. Exactly. Right? So, that's the problem. Uh, so yeah. I didn't that's have the problem. any flexibility. And I knew coming into the season, I don't have any flexibility. So um, I, I needed that. So, yeah. But, you know, I, I think. I had I didn't have a specific strategy, but I had some a few players that I, I wanted, and um, um, I didn't get many players that I, I really wanted. So uh, because Who they were, were they, those players that you actually did get. Uh, well, one player I wanted was Trent Van Fleet, and he he was just he was too expensive for me in the end. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't willing to pay. Uh, I I didn't want to pay like thirty eight bucks for him. And he's I the most was, to me. He's the most overpriced in the draft. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, I didn't realize really? he was that high. At thirty seven. No, I mean, thirty seven I, I didn't want to pay that much, right? So um I went hard in uh, early and then when it got to like twenty five went, okay, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I was I was willing to go up to thirty, you know, um maybe a low thirties, but Charlie just obviously really, really wanted him, so mm. um Yeah. Because you ended up um, going with a pretty expensive bigs strategy. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're expensive. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, they're decent bigs. So, I mean, Bam at, at how much was he? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. Value. It's, it's more value than that fleet. Um, and I uh, had Turner um, for twenty-eight. So it's not. It's a lot better than John Collins at twenty. I can tell you that. I, I think um, I think Turner at twenty eight is expensive unless you've got the right players around him, because no uh, doubt well, he's he's kind of a one category guy, um, which can be really helpful. Um, the only issue might be with the makeup of your team because you've got you know quite a few young guys and guys who like you just don't you don't have scoring at all. Yeah, you've got no scoring yeah. apart yes, from Edwards. I yeah. So he's got well, he's I guess I'm... for the first month until he does his knee. 
Well, the injuries is always a risk, so you you, you never know, really. So, True. I mean, who knows about COVID? Like the one thing I learned uh, from the COVID season is just anything can happen in terms of injury. It, you, they can just catch COVID and be out for two weeks, and you're fucked for that two weeks. So, so well, not right. too worried about injuries. We'll be in the COVID protocol, however that that rolls out this year. Yeah, that's going to be so interesting. You, you, you can't worry too much about injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless your name, unless you, you're picking Kyrie, then you know, then you you take on that <laughs> risk. You know? We will come to that one because that was uh, an interesting, <laughs> interesting bit in itself. Uh, I'm going to go to Pete, who did go into Lux Tax. Uh, what was your strategy, Pete, and did that come off in the in the auction? I know we'll go to this. My first strategy was do not get Kyrie. Um, <laughs> And I, then I just couldn't let him go for so cheap. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I did what I usually do and put a few bids in at him. But um, yeah, I did have a strategy, and you know, probably because because I had Ingram um, as a keeper and Sexton as a keeper. You know, I guess I was looking at you know how they complement each other and what would complement them. Um, and probably where I landed was somewhere along the lines of, you know, a bit of a punt steals or um, uh, or punt assists style of approach. Um, and then for some reason, I felt like Tobias Harris was too cheap, um, mainly because on my um, on my draft board. The other thing I look at on draft night is, and I couldn't do it last year, but I think it's important, is which teams have strong playoff campaigns. And the teams that I have on my list that have strong playoff campaigns are Portland, Philly, Chicago, and Washington. So then it's kind of no surprise that, you know, Tobias, I put a little bit more um, dollarage on uh, and ended up getting him. Brogdon, I didn't want, but he was cheap. Uh, Towns, <laughs> Towns, I took um, because he was probably the main guy that I was targeting, and I went fairly hard at him for some reason. Um, and then I had no interest in getting Beal, but I just thought he was too cheap. Um, at 40, I thought that was a bit of a bargain, particularly given Washington have a good playoff um, run, uh, because even if I'm not in the playoffs, he's just easy to palm off to someone. Um, and and minimise my salary, and then everyone else was basically dollar players. So, so it was kind of like once I got through Beal, I, I really was done. <laughs> and, you, then I, um... and then similar to Cam, I just sat there and watched like ten dollar to twelve dollar players just come and go, and couldn't touch them. There's probably a lot there that I would have otherwise have gone for. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty frustrating because I went through that that process last year it was really frustrating because you see the names and you're like oh i really want this guy but i can't afford it or you know it's it's too much for me um so so it's 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 a very frustrating process to go through but one thing so one thing about that is that i felt that a lot of the players in that mid-range ended up being pretty much fair value Uh, i think in the past i've seen you know, people go super hard at the high end and then the middle end is really cheap mm, and people yeah. like Dez and, and so forth have been able to build, you know, some really strong teams at that middle middle range, like 10 to $12 players. 
I, I didn't really feel like that was a thing this year. So there was there was players I would have otherwise bidded for, but I didn't really think that there were that many that I looked at and went, fuck, that's super cheap. Like, uh, I didn't oh, feel like fuck? that. I didn't know I have Kate Kemba. Oh, sorry. Just realised Kemba's on my dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a Cam lot of point out, really. Yeah. Cam said he's probably uh, your highest scoring player. <laughs> uh, you're probably it's probably going to be uh, to tell you the truth but hey i'm pete I, I, you know I'm, I'm curious because you have like five centers and three pure c's on your roster yeah. is that deliberate or is it just so you can't let the, a player go so you had to bid on well it's clearly deliberate because when when it was all said and done and the draft ended i i had kind of a choice at five or four players um and at that point had two pure centers. And I just thought the best guy left was Zubats um, for, for a team fit. And usually, I think usually you're spot on, right? You don't want to have three straight up centers because there's only two positions that they can take. But the fact that I've got um, Zubats and, and, and um, Mobamba, I'm not too worried about it because if one of them sits, I'm not losing too much production. So deliberate um, strategy to do that. Um, I'm not sure that that'll cause me too many concerns, to be I, honest. I think mm. you win the hit outs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going for, yeah. Well played, you've done it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think, Pete, exactly what you said was, which has been my, my issue every year, that I've gone very hard for a couple of players, normally top three or four, and then ended up with so many $1 players and never being able to bid on anyone in that 10 to $15 range. Um, and that's killed me um, sitting through the draft. So I, <laughs> I went slightly different this year. I, I came in with two things. So I was thinking if people were actually going to go hard at the draft um, and early on, I didn't want many of those players, but if they went expensive, then I was going to bid pretty hard. Uh, no, seeing that no one had actually done that, I decided to go the other way, closer to what Zane has ended up doing, which was not to spend too much. So, um, and and I came in different to you guys because I'd already had $93 locked away with Zion and, and Morant. Hey, Tim, you know what that means, right? You know what that says. So, as long you know, as soon as you and I sit out, the draft just went soft. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think we're the. Us too, and Jez, who hasn't done this through the through the through the draft, but um, through pickups at late in the season, have spent near the top for luxury tax overall in all the seasons yeah. we've played. I, I uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> that 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 seemed very obvious early on when some of the top players uh, were not getting bids, and I, I think Shaz wasn't expecting that no one would bid on Steph. So yeah, when I sat out, he had some troubles. Yeah. Um, the the only player I was really looking for um, in the draft, which, and I know Pete would never have touched him, was RJ Barrett just to finish off with picks <laughs> one, two, one, two, and three from the 2019 draft. That's all I, I wanted to do. You know, I, 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 I was, when I was nominating these players, I, I actually thought about nominating RJ Barrett, but then I'm like, oh, Tim's going to be a dickhead and I'll bid on it. I, I don't want to end up with that particular, that fucker. So I didn't nominate him at all. But if had I known that you would have bid on him, I would have nominated him first. <laughs> I, I figured I've already got pick one and two. Why not get pick three as well from that draft <laughs> and, and run with it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Because that always works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone else has tried that. Tried that before. 
there's there's probably a like, reason. The keeper thing uh, strikes again, right, Pete? That goes to your point. So once the team is hamstrung by by a keeper, or in Tim's case, two very expensive keepers, um, it's going to kind of slow down on the uh, on the draft night. So, well, it really yeah. depends because if you can if you can leverage your keepers into a specific strategy, then maybe that'll work. And I don't know. Tim, whether and I don't know that much about Zion or or Jamarant because I've never had them. But um, you know, Zion is kind of a very specific strategy that you need to adopt with him, right? Um, which maybe pairs well with someone like Giannis. I'm not sure whether Jar kind of fits that strategy, and particularly not at forty six dollars. <laughs> I, I said this last year. So I was going very hard at young guys with production and upside, knowing that last year was not going to go well, <laughs> hoping that <laughs> I'd lock it in to change my draft strategy so that I, I could have people to build around. That's what I was going for, uh, which, which this year meant that I, I wasn't ever going to spend much on that third player, which normally would have been my $80 player and be my first player, uh, which is why I ended up with um, Levine for that reason. I only wanted to spend about 30 on someone with, with, with production who was going to offset the two guys. So someone who was going to give me threes was, was a big one, but also score. Mm. Mm. You don't have, you don't have, you, you have the same strategy as, uh, as Pete. You have no assists <laughs> at all. Uh, I, I'm expecting Morant to do very well. And I got Garland. <laughs> My, the the oh, one that God. killed me was down that I was, I was looking for a third point guard, but, all I could find were pure point guards and I couldn't go in with three PG only players because I've done that before and it screwed me. So I I needed to find a PGSG and then I got stuck with Bloodsoe, hoping that he would do something. <laughs> it, it was right down the end, obviously. I'm a you couldn't, one dollar player. Yeah. Was Even no Reggie Jackson would have, would have been better. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to get a... I, he's going to do a lot of shooting. I figured that Bledsoe might be the 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 facilitator. I was hoping. Mm. They're talking about going the dual dual point guard strategy, so um, and at least they started that way in the first preseason game. It's still it's still Bledsoe. Yeah, it's still Bledsoe. He's past his use by day uh, about five years ago. <laughs> Possibly, I, yeah. I had him. I had him that season where he made that tweet and then wasn't sitting on a team for about 40 games or something yeah. um, when he was at Phoenix. What a fuck the, he is. The last time he did something for in fantasy was when he was on Jez's team. And that was a long time ago. Yeah, I had him last year as well. Don't know why I redrafted him after that initial one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hope, he, you always hope for like a redemption story. I, I get it. Like you tried, you're like, oh, this guy, this guy is a shit cunt last season, but you know, He'll come back. He still have the skills, kind of like the Blake Griffin story, right? So, um, but you know, they, they just go downhill. They don't come back up. Right? So, that, that but the difference is, I paid a dollar, so he can be easily. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that was the yeah, yeah, yes. I, and I you agree. have flexibility, so you all you have to, to pay is three bucks for transaction tax. So it's it's fine, right? So makes a difference. It's all good. Lux. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question for everyone. Uh, did anyone do something unexpected in in the auction? And maybe harder for Cam because he obviously doesn't have history for some of the guys, uh, but in particular Zane and Pete. Did someone do something that surprised you at the draft? Mm. Yeah. Oh, while you're thinking, while you're thinking, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that um, that came out of it. I don't know. I don't know quite where to start. 
Um, but one of the probably the most unexpected things that happened in the draft for me, which was while Jez was nominating, and he was not, and he started nominating, 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 and then he made the comment something along the lines of, "Oh, I've only got one player left. I better get more aggressive on this." And then he bid, he bidded that um, Pokusevsky or whatever his name is <laughs> for a dollar, and everyone was like. Yeah, you're out of the draft. This is, this reminded me so much of his J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. <laughs> Except that it, the reason why it was so unexpected, even though I've seen it before from him, I thought he would have learnt. And there was so <laughs> and there were so many other players on the board at that point. Um, true. Uh, true. It was really it was really bizarre. I, I just thought it was really odd. I, I agree. I would have thought that he would have a nomination strategy because he has come into every auction and gone through the first 50 and as always, I think pretty much every year had the lowest salary <laughs> at that point in time mm. and has always seemingly come unprepared wanting to nominate away other players, hoping for people to use, use up their salary. And I, I noticed Zane had a lot of money then um, and mm. when he started nominating players that he wanted, Obviously, everyone had cash and was willing to willing to bid. It's an interesting question. Just a question back the other way. What are your guys' thoughts on? Because I've never had the luxury, I don't think, of ever nominating, um, because I go way too hard at the top fifty. But is like, what do you think the best strategy is? Once, like, if you're nominating fifty-one, do you go yeah. at someone that you want, or do you think? Because I think that there's this kind of curve that happens um, within the draft where the very first few picks, people are kind of feeling each other out and no one goes particularly hard. Then people get to a point where they're like, shit, I don't have any players and all the good players are disappearing. I'm going to go really hard. Let's call that the Van Fleet um, part of the draft. <laughs> and then, And then kind of after the top 50, it seems to be that people come in and start nominating rubbish and think that maybe it's best to try to let people spend some money and then like when they're ready they'll they'll put people that they want but then they tend to get caught um what, what do you think do you reckon you just nominate who you want straight away and if they go for too much well try the next one or or do you do you play do you, do you play it a little bit close to your cards uh, close to your chest? I I think you you should in the first ten picks uh, or the first ten nominations put in the players that you actually want. Throw throw in a few others um, to to see what's out there. But I, I've noticed that the early nominations I don't think people go as hard. I know later on you see a couple of randoms that they're ending up near the twenty dollar mark and you're wondering why that's happened mm. when they're not normally the, the better players. There seems to be a little lull, I think, at the start of nominations, I feel like, where people aren't willing to go into the um, kind of the teens to get someone because they're thinking, oh, they're kind of feeling out where the salary cap's at. That's what I feel. The post, we've never seen this strategy post, actually work. Post-drinks break lull. <laughs> yes. And, and we've never seen it play out because Jez has nominated nearly every time and they always seem to be like one, two, and three dollar players early. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be... Or, or he just goes down the sheet. Um, that seems to happen sometimes as well. Because one of the earliest ones was like Kyle Lowry, right? That that he nominated. Was that? Am uh, I remembering I that correctly? I'm, I'm oh, nominated. you nominated him. Yeah. yeah. I thought he went pretty cheap at yeah, nine bucks. He did. 
Um, he did. Yeah, I don't yeah. quite remember the order, but there were players that I certainly. I, I, I nominated. Yeah, I nominated quite a few players, and he just I, he ended up. Um, I think I got you know I got caught when I um, nominated Fournier, and that's also one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know uh, what? I reckon like... everyone who nominates gets to that position. I think you're ready for one or two, but after that. You, you're really not sure what you're doing. <laughs> and like you yeah, said, like, and, and, like, and there's, there's pressure that. on you to bid, right? There's pressure to hurry up because you want you want the draft to keep going. That's why that's yeah. the other reason why I'm thinking maybe just go after who you want because if you get them, then you're not nominating anymore and then you yeah. can put that pressure back onto someone else. Yeah. Oh, the idea is to nominate like the players other people want and you don't want so it fills up their roster quickly. Yeah. And yeah, but obviously you really need quite a bit of foresight to do that because you know obviously you, you don't want to get caught with a player that you don't want. So like possibly like <laughs> Fournier, but you know at least Fournier is productive against you know I don't know what the Pogba was. Um, but then <laughs> you also but, I was just but, trying to do that with Halliburton because I think he, he didn't do that early and he. He ended up no, no, no because I nominated Halliburton. Oh, did you? And I actually, yeah, I actually wanted him, but then I then it went quite a bit more expensive than I uh, than I <laughs> to pay. But I mean, I got caught twice on that. Um, so and then I nominated Ed, Edwards, and I, I actually really wanted him. So, um, so I, you know, I think I overpaid a little bit, but then I, at least I got the player that I want. So, um, so it's all right. So I'll take it, and I had money back then uh, at that at the time. But you know, it, it's sort of yeah. It, it's I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword, uh, and there's really it's really hard to tell, I guess. Yeah, because people, some people might may want the. You only need, I guess, one or two guys that want the same player as you do for for the price to inflate quickly. So true, and there's always some randoms. I think a lot of people know who, you know, some of the managers' favorite players are, but then you've always got like. You know, all of a sudden, Jang comes in, and you're like, "Oh, not sure, not sure what's going, to, what's going to happen here." Um, yeah, he, uh, he can that, often that, go quite yeah. hard. That's that's um that's nothing. I I um I was a little bit surprised by Jang in the draft. Uh, talking about surprise because I had no idea he knew all these players. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm dead serious. I'm like, fuck, this guy doesn't know about NBA. He just knows Kawhi and Oladipo. <laughs> so obviously, Jang's done a bit of you know side research right and he's pretended that he he, he doesn't know shit but he, he's you know he's hiding it right so i think the one that surprised me from jang was stewart from from detroit yeah he's on my list on him, like, i was like pronounce oh his name properly. <laughs> yeah. so, so that was yeah sorry cam uh, i was just gonna say just i did have something i wanted to say about about jang and um, i wasn't gonna name him but now that you have i will name him oh don't worry um what I what I took out of the draft, and this is probably not surprising to anyone, but I don't know what his job is, but it's pretty high up, and I'm sure the most important requirements would be attention to detail, um, <laughs> listening, <laughs> and punctuality. Um, yes. So he actually turned up half an hour late, which is I think pretty good, considering other other two K drafts we've done, he's never turned up. Um, but many times. Uh, a player was called out and others started bidding on the said player and then he suddenly interjected and said hang on who are we bidding on yeah um, everyone else understands and, and knows except for him and 
at least once, but I think it may have happened a couple of times. He actually put a couple of bids down on players and then asked who we were actually who we were bidding on. <laughs> <laughs> so No, but Cam, you know, if you know Jane long enough, you know it's all deliberate. Yeah. Well yeah, he he's... because a couple of players that he just as I said before, he, he just put a couple of bids out that just made them too expensive yeah. like ten to twelve dollar mark. It's like piss off. <laughs> The but one, you know, the he, one that I always love. On, yeah, he's not going to bid on players that he doesn't know, so it's all deliberate. <laughs> the one I always love from Jang is when the bid's going, he's in the bidding, and then not only does he sometimes ask the question of which player are we bidding on, but the better one is when he asks, "Oh, is that the guy from Phoenix, or is that the guy from Charlotte?" Because he's like, "Oh, yeah," so he knows. The player, but and he's bidding on them, but doesn't know which team they're on. That's the one I like because I just like now you're having a lend of us for sure. Right? I know, I know. Or well, what position is he, mate? It's right there. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to throw you off the scent, so you're like, oh, yeah. he doesn't want him. Let's 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 just let him have it. Yeah. But there's no the, um, right. Yeah. The, uh, uh, back to the yeah, getting off Jane now. Um, back to the uh, the surprises part. Um, and I have just in that past uh, five minutes, I thought about it. And one of the things that um, I was quite surprised about was was Shaz in the draft, because you know he ended up with um, Jokic and Curry, and then he went pretty hard at Kawhi. Yes. And when he's already and, and Jamal Murray, yeah, both are injured very long term, but. You know, it just seems like a really weird strategy or lack of strategy to me because why have the two, you know, you know, two of the top five um, fantasy players for sure, right? Um, and then get an injured team, right? It's just it seems and pay a humongous amount of lux tax um, to not be competitive um, unless he thinks that you can be competitive with just two, you know, these nah, two. You're missing it. You're missing the strategy. So the strategy goes a bit like this, right? So he looks at his lux tax, which is not going to cost him anything by the end of the year, right? Because he's going to get all of that back from other people. He's going to put in his keepers for Kawhi, Murray, and Thompson. He's not going to be competitive. He's going to sit at the bottom of the ladder the whole year. Then he's going to make a blockbuster trade for either Jokic or Curry come playoffs and he's going to roll over another $30 trade exemption. This is what he's doing, right? He's basically blocking the best players so that no one else can get them and saying, hey, Jez, you want them? You got money? Go into Lux Tax to get them off me. And then when you start streaming, you'll go into more Lux Tax to, to keep that going. So he's basically guaranteeing that he rolls over the big TE um on his uh, with his with his three good keepers to next year so it's a one year out strategy basically fair enough but why sit a year out (laughs) i agree with that and shaz has actually probably set out the most years of anyone yeah he's been sitting out for the last five yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think he's had he had one good year maybe two years ago and outside of that he has been trying to set this up to have a year where he just demolishes everyone uh, but yes, I, I agree with with Pete. He definitely won't be paying lux tax by the end. So, so, sounds what's, like what's... sounds like a Carlton strategy, right? Like I want to be, you know, I'll finish bottom at you know every year, and I'll be good next year. 
but then you'll go at you know you, by the time next year comes around you'll be like oh let's see that one more year and be good at the year after <laughs> yeah we're still not we're still not good fuck yeah. <laughs> what what is what is funny um and maybe maybe you guys haven't picked this up right is he hasn't made finals since like the second or third year of the entire competition oh, yeah. we've been going for like 11 years no no, no but, but the bit you didn't pick up is the year for covid he was coming second when the season stopped because that year he that's the year when he had actually launched in to make a run for it and he's sitting there with um carl anthony towns paul zingas and ben simmons as his keepers all for cheap he's rolling with lebron brandon ingram jalen brown you know all of these guys and then you know, and then the, the season, season gets shut down. <laughs> <laughs> what a sucker. So that that uh, explains why he's been so bitter for the past 18 months. Yeah, because yeah. Tubbsy was leading um, on the scoreboard, but Tubbsy's team from memory was probably co- dipping down um, coming into that period because of injury, whereas Shaz had just kind of picked it up and, and then, then all of a sudden, boom, yeah, season over. Um, poor bastard. <laughs> oh man, he, yep. I just just having a look at his team and like players from six to I mean how many from six to twelve? It's atrocious. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's he's the, got guys with nothing. But, They're going to give you nothing. Dorian <laughs> Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neill, James Wiseman, Bobby Porter's, Nicholas Batum, and Desmond Bain. Seriously, <laughs> but I will say I will say this. When you know when we when we called the draft over because it was only me and Chaz left and I could yeah. nominate my one dollar players and then he still wasn't still up to his um, his uh, dollar dollar wise so I nominated yeah. mine. I looked through almost every player available to draft. That there is not much in there. Probably yeah. the only player that I thought maybe he should have picked up that 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 he didn't. Um, would have been Stephen Adams. I reckon he's probably probably the best player available for, for mine. I couldn't take him because yeah, I, I thought Zubats <laughs> was better and that's too many straight-up Cs. But, you know, the only other one that has a higher um, percentage rostered is Andre Drummond. I don't think anyone, probably apart from Dez, should be touching Andre Drummond. I would have uh, just gone with rock, rookies. You know, even someone like Terence Ross... Mm. You know, mm. yeah. I don't know, or or some people with more uh, more potential, I guess. I think the hard thing is that, and Chaz will find this if he'll be waiting for a while. He's relying on either someone's top player, who costs seventy plus dollars to go down, and you think, okay, I'm got. So if if Cam loses Durant, you can go and get a, a Curry or a Jokic because they're it's obviously you're not paying that much in luxury tax overall. But it's going to be hard for someone who doesn't have that high-end player to get them, I think. Like saying. That's going to be the tough bit. No, nah, but it can, right? Because you, okay. you can you can just go two players plus two players plus for plus. a Jokic plus a dollar. Yeah, plus Dorian like, Finney-Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it depends so on the makeup of your team. It depends always on available. Team, but yes, it, it's available, but harder to do. And it depends yeah. at the back end of the season because I guess you are looking for games played as well and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's still a strategy. We'll see how it goes. But Shaz is obviously going to be less involved. 
Hey, let's, just say, let's just say you won't put any money on Shaz making the playoffs, right? So, oh, Shaz's not making the playoffs. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I can tell <laughs> you that now. I'm happy to, happy to put any bet with any person <laughs> on that. Um, one, one thing that I, that I found very interesting, um, Tim, about the draft this year as opposed to um, other years is it did seem like, and uh, Cam alluded this, to this before with his $60 plus comment, but it does seem like a lot of teams have gone with um, like the double power move. Um, and people that we would traditionally think would be um, drafted in the first round of say a Roto League, um, a lot of people have gone double down on, on those. So um, to read a few, obviously Shaz we've talked about with Curry and Jokic, um, Chris with uh, Luca and Giannis, which is massive. Um, Cam with Durant and Lillard, which is huge. Uh, I went Towns and Beal. Uh, Franny went Harden and, uh, and Embiid. Um, you've got Charlie with um, PG and, and Tatum, which is big. Um, and then the last one on my list here is Zane, who's gone um, Turner and Bam. <laughs> 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 or, it, or it could be it could be um, Turner and um, Boucher as um, Tubbsy called was Tubbsy called him Boucher Boucher yeah. Boucher. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly happy with my with my centers to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> well, you're gonna get you're gonna get blocks. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, well, yeah, and threes from the center position, so. It's okay. Do you have yeah. enough threes everywhere else? Probably depends on what gets you, you do. Fournier <laughs> shoots a lot of Fournier shoots a lot Fournier of threes. Quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a question for everyone: Who tried to fox the most coming into the draft, and then uh, oh. who, who <laughs> really is that a, a serious question? Yes. <laughs> We're on the podcast. There might be Freddy new the people listening. Freddie the tag, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I named him on the on the run sheet, so. Uh, oh, I didn't even. I haven't got the run sheet. Yeah, you probably, but you know, it's not even like seriously. That's not like Cam. Come on, <laughs> what do you think? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he the, all the messages leading up to it. He was foxing, and then what's he got? He's got um. Who did he get? He got uh, um. Embiid, Harden, Lonzo, Jeremy Grant. Grant. So he's he's trying. <laughs> I I counterfoxed him with um with Brook Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he didn't want Brook Lopez. He nominated him. I went instantly two dollars, and then just shut up. <laughs> when he went three, I was like, okay, what am I looking at for my next pick? <laughs> oh dear. You did that very well because you look at his team and I don't, before even before the draft, I think he was saying in the afternoon, we were saying, well, what to, we'll go back to, to obviously Jang coming late and uh, and the confusion he was trying to cause last minute to get the draft moved. Uh, but Franny wanted that extra time to look for rookies and he has picked up a lot of young guys that no one else would even have, have um, known played. So uh, a well, kick for, for Orlando, not mm-hmm. many people would have seen him play or thought that he was even going to be in the team. So he got him for three bucks. Went went hard at pool. Went went got Scotty Barnes. So just Scotty Barnes. Uh, went at green as well and paid quite a bit. So he's obviously done a lot of. I knew he was going to go for Bridges because Bridges was a gun for him 
um, before he got injured uh, in the finals last year. He was rolling big time. Um, I think that's a pretty good pick. I think Powell is probably an average pick. Um, and then I imagine that all of the rest of the players on his list um, at the at the lower end, unless he decides to put in a, a couple of uh, strong keepers for those, I, I think they'll end up on the free agency pretty quickly. I think there, there is no way like... that he didn't do research when he, when he's nominated OKK. There's just no way because he only had OKK only had like from memory only had like you know three or four games, but they were fairly strong last year, and then he got injured. Right, so, uh, so like if he nominated OKK, okay, okay, he would have done his research. So, it's not a tanky team. Very clear. You never heard of him? Yeah, never heard of him. Never, never heard of him. <laughs> Someone went two for him to come back and go three, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Des. <laughs> I'm sharing their draft cheat sheet. Yeah, I like I like his Jordan Pool pick though because I think. With Clay out injured, I think Paul's going to get a decent amount of minutes to start. And for three bucks, I think it's a pretty good pick. And scored 30 points yeah. yesterday, didn't mm. he? So, yeah. Good. But the only issue with him is I think he'll be inconsistent and I, I think that he'll end up being dropped. This is Paul averaged 21 points a game um, from seven starts last season. Yeah, they're all pretty the end of the season when they were rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you've got none of your stars playing, somebody, yeah. this goes back to the somebody's got to score. Yeah. <laughs> when when Paul Rice is defending Steph. Well, I guess we'll see because uh, he's probably not the most efficient guy. So, no, it's mm. 43%. Yeah. True. Maybe you don't need to be terribly efficient when you, your team at the top end is Harden, Lonzo, and Embiid, mm. and, and Jeremy Grant because none of those four are. Particularly yeah. efficient. Uh, um, Harden's okay for what um, whatever he shoots, so it's decent. But I mean, good field right. goal, uh, free throws, but um, like Harden is never yeah. going to prop up your field goals, and neither is indeed at the center. Right. Yeah, uh, certain weeks he will, but not in general. Well, now he doesn't be on the perimeter anymore. He can play inside. He might be all right. Uh, he's gonna shoot Embiid. He's yeah. gonna shoot more threes. He came uh, out and said he's gonna shoot more threes. He'll be inside because there's no little punk playing point guard anymore. <laughs> I think his turnover numbers are gonna go up. I think Francis's turnover numbers are through the roof. Yeah, have to well, be. Yeah, his top um. Well, he's got uh, Harden, Embiid, Jalen Green's not gonna be efficient, right? So Lonzo as well. Lonzo, yeah. Okay. Claxton's an interesting pick. I don't know about him. I, I think he's probably someone who just should be on waivers. And I'm maybe he's going to be kept. Sure why he's picked. Yeah, I'm not sure why he's picked at all. Is he starting for New Jersey? He could really be matter for New Jersey. Doesn't really matter, does it? Because I don't see him playing more than about 14 or 15 minutes. He could be the he could be uh, the second coming of Time Lord. We've got time law, by the way. <laughs> Jang, uh, Atch. Oh, there you go. At eleven dollars, I thought that was pretty cheap. At eleven dollars, I was hoping on... to get him at 
five dollars. <laughs> it, it depends on how many minutes he plays this year, right? Because he, he's a per minute monster, but he only plays like twenty minutes a game. So, yeah, that's true. I think the problem is he he will have one fantastic night, and the next night he'll do nothing and won't play many minutes. Yeah, and so you got to balance that out. Yeah, but when he's on, it's, he, fr- he it's on frustrating, right? It's frustrating because, but he he can win a certain 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 week for you, and then he can lose next week, and you're expecting the same performance, but you don't get it. Right? So, I, I guess. Yeah. So on, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'll kind of like, kind of like Obi Toppin. <laughs> well, not not really. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> I'd like everyone to name their most overpriced player. Oh, oh it's, it's easy, isn't it? Kyrie. <laughs> that that's that's a good one. <laughs> very, if Kyrie nice, don't get uh, don't get. Uh, the injection, yeah, then definitely. But if he gets vaccinated, then obviously 35 is going to be pretty cheap. Right. How many games did he miss last year, though? He missed a lot. A lot, yeah. No, and, not that many. He, really? I had him. Really? He, was no, all, he was all right. He missed a little bit, and he missed an, he missed an occasional two- or three-day streak where he went to attend you know, <laughs> birthday right. parties and shit like that. But <laughs> overall... Um, you know, if he if he plays during a week, he he can give you so much. And for Jez, as long as he's there for finals, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. Got to get there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got to so get there. Play enough games. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Zane, who is your most overpriced? Uh, Kuzma. <laughs> Someone who was what five bucks? <laughs> the yeah, most he's pretty overpriced. Yeah, he's he's you know ten bucks too much. <laughs> but seriously, that guy it, it doesn't help your team at all, and and just why bother, right? I mean, he's 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 a drain on your field goal. He may score a little bit over ten points a game, um, but he doesn't do anything else. Um, just I don't see a reason for having him on the team at ten at, at five bucks. I mean, if he if you pick him for a buck, yeah, you can just you know waver him. But five bucks is such a you know it's I wouldn't say it's a loss, but it's still a fair fair chunk to pay for a player who's not going to do much or contribute. The most interesting part about that pick for me is that, um, and it was Tubbsy that ended up getting him. Tubbsy's also got Hachimura, um, and you've got to be thinking that those two playing for the same position, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Because they all play like that power forward, small forward, in between kind of kind of position, right? So, so it seems like a bit of an odd choice. It's not like um, Washington's the kind of team that's going to just roll these guys into center, um, because they've they've already got a fairly stacked center lineup with, you know, Gafford and Bryant will come back at some point, and I, I just don't I don't see them going like small ball. Um, you know, running with like Hachimura at the five, I don't see yeah. that. So yeah. I, I just, I, I think that, you know, if someone else had got him for five, maybe someone's rolling the dice on, you know, what Zane's saying, maybe him getting, you know, something like 15 and five or something like that. And maybe he's, you know, got some upside, but when you've also got Hachimura, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a bit, uh, yeah. a bit overpriced here. Another player I thought it was, Quite overpriced was Keldon Johnson at nine dollars. I I thought 
um, for a Spurs team. Um, you know, he, I mean, yes, he's on the USA team, but he, he, if you saw what he did last year, yes, he had a few games where he, he had 20-20, but overall he wasn't really that good fantasy-wise. And nine bucks is just too, is too much to pay for someone who's going to who's going to be ranked, you know, somewhere around 150 mark. So, I think you've got a short memory um, uh, okay. on things. I mean, my my only comment to that would be that um, if we right. if we were, he was ranked 150 something, right? uh, but if or we roll around. the tape, if we roll the tape way back on you know players who have. And, and you know, there's there's other examples where people have been spotted and played on like Team USA and 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 really gone nowhere. Like Kuzma is a classic example of that, right? But yeah. it can go the other way as well. I mean, if you remember the emergence of Kawhi, for example, he went yeah, from know. you know zero to hero under Why under Pop. Could yeah. Keldon do the same thing? Could he do the yeah, same thing? I don't think so. You never know. I don't I think, think so. Was Spurs, the team that had the least amount of players selected on the night. Well, Dejounte Murray, Derek White, and um, Kelvin Johnson and Jakob Poto. So you have four four of the five starters. Right? Who's who's their fifth starter? Dougie McBuckets, right? So I guess <laughs> is he really the fifth starter? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a yeah. One. Well, he yeah. was today. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you count that. Um, who else? Toronto didn't have. Oh, actually, no. Toronto did. Toronto um, probably did because their young guys would have got some, and then you're still going to get Siakam. Well, they, uh, the Clippers didn't have that many guys selected, right? Um, yeah, they did know. because Terrence Dubai. Mann and Batum. Dubai. I think Sacramento didn't get very many. Um, maybe they had well, four Hall- as well, right? Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, Fox. No, they had oh, five. Yeah. Fox, Guild. Yeah. Memphis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Maybe New York. I don't know. Because Cam went not nervous the well. Because you had two of them, Zane. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. And Walker. Oh, yeah, hey, speaking right. of, oh. speaking of <laughs> New, New York, um, Tim, back to your question. Um, my most my overpriced player for the night was Julius Randle at 29. I think this is... He is... Probably the reincarnation of um, a Carlos Boozer type. Um, I, I don't think he provides enough to be a thirty-dollar player. What was he ranked last year? He was ranked in the top twenty, right? No, overall. Yeah, overall, uh, in nine yeah. cat in nine category. Let me double I think check. He was quite. High. I, think he was I don't quite think high. he. I don't think he was that high, to be honest. Um, I don't think his efficiency was great. The one thing that's going to change this year is he is going to have less usage. Last year, it was out of this world. I, I can't see that with Kemba in there. Um, it's and Fournier. The and Four, Fournier is going to get yeah. the ball. They've got to pass it to Barrett. <laughs> there's, there's no. going to be... Bar- Barrett 28. Is 28 yeah, so on he, averages. I mean, it's, decent, it's decent, right? I'm 28. Yeah, but I, I just think that some of these numbers, I, I, don't, think they'll, I don't think they'll hold. So... <laughs> Yeah, 2.3 is a game. I don't. I don't think. I think that's probably not going okay. to hold. I think six assists probably won't hold. Um, I don't think and, that's number will hold. I think the threes will hold uh, because of the the state of the game. But assists, I don't think it will hold. Yeah, and I think he was getting quite a bit of value out of that. Um, mm. Yeah, 
I don't know. It depends what shape he's in. He was in he was in such good shape um, last year, but but by the same token, like he was found out in playoffs. He really was. Yes. Um, so be interesting to see. I think some players there's an expectation that if they performed quite well in the playoffs, that they'll hit the ground running. And I think that's you know probably a lot of people are saying that about Trey Young um, that he should. He should be rolling this year. Uh, Doncic should go to a new level. Um, maybe Morant will do the same, Tim. I'm hoping, well, not hoping. I have put all my belief in Morant <laughs> and Zion being both top 10. <laughs> we're, not, we're not including the keepers, right? So um, then we. Yeah, then, we're not including the keepers. Yeah. So um, another my one was going to be another, uh, John, another... John Collins. John Collins. I oh, okay. Yeah, really I had him too. $28 for what? For someone who I think team-wise is going to end up continuing to regress. They've got other players in that team now. Um, you know, he had a fantastic year. Maybe it was in the bubble, um, but they didn't really the have year, the, the year before last year because he was absolutely horrible for me last year. Uh, for you know, what I, I think I, he'll be the same. I, I think he'll be huh? the same. The way they yeah. play, they've got That's more players. Trey yeah. uses the ball even more now. It's... It, his his usage is going down. I can't Andy, see him being worth that much. And he got paid, so that incentive is gone. Also true, very yeah. true. Well, we'll see. But I, I agree, and I, I didn't want to touch John Collins on the night. So, um, so you know, good luck to Tubbsy. But twenty eight is quite a bit to pay. Um, he's, he's an interesting player though because he's on in the mold of like um, the Washington version of um, Otto Porter. You know that style where it's kind of like he doesn't really hurt you at all because if you look at his percentages, you know, fifty-five last year on field goal, eighty-three on free throws, and one point three turnovers. Like none of that hurts you. The problem is yeah. that you know the thing that volume. the thing that does hurt you is he he's one point two assists per game. Like that's basically zero. Um, so I, I agree. I, he's not. No, he's, just, he's just not that useful in head to head. I don't think he'll well, be a better. He'll be a better right? roto player. Is, he, um, uh, is Tubbsy using him as a as an actual centre because he's not going to get enough blocks out of him either. Yeah. Yeah, he not, will. he's only got he's only got him and Bagley. He's he's uh, and Pozingas, but he's blocks. tanking blocks. Yeah, he's tanking blocks for sure. Yeah. Um. And I'm going to throw this out there, right? Because I, I, I think this player is has gone for more than what he should. And I think Cam raised that earlier. And that's uh, his Donovan Mitchell. 36 bucks <laughs> for Spider Mitchell uh, is, is a little bit... I don't think he's the most um, overpriced, but he's a little bit overpriced. So my, um, my pre-draft had him at $31. So I went five bucks more than I was willing. Your what draft? A pre-draft value. I had him at thirty-one bucks. Oh, yeah. So obviously, you know, I didn't do a pre-draft value. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting but, because the players had, that are uh, the players I've that had are Donovan Mitchell, so I know what it's like to have him. So the, the players that are around him, um, just as a comparative, right? So, you know, I, I would sort of say Donovan Donovan Mitchell. Maybe you can compare him to someone like a Devin Booker. Um, Devin Booker was $32, Mitchell was 36 Like, that's not going to break the bank. Van Fleet, yeah. slightly different player. 
um, better in some ways, worse in others, $1 more expensive than Donovan Mitchell. You know, what do you say about that? Kyrie, $1 less, won't play um, maybe a lot of the season. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I kind of think that Mitchell, um, yeah, he might be one of those guys that based on playoff performance, you know, you, you kind of know what you're going to get from him. And I think it'll be production across the board. Um, he might end up being, you know, similar to a Damian Lillard this year, um, to be honest. And, and, and Lillard was $59. So same same guy that drafted him. But um, yeah. We're getting to the point where you, you spend $30, anywhere between 30 to 40 you need production out of them. They've got to turn up every night. Yeah. So, and I think Mitchell yeah. Mitchell does that, but he do, he doesn't necessarily, um, you know, win you a week off his own bat. No, not he's not a. I guess he's not a KD, but Cam's got a KD, so it's fine. <laughs> and, and maybe that works really well because Cam actually has a lot of production from his top three. Yeah. So another one overpriced I had. He's been mentioned already, but um, Evan Fournier at a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> And the same team, Jalen Suggs at 14, also already mentioned. Um, so that, that's just a little slight jab at Zane. Oh, I wasn't having a go at you, Cam. But don't be don't be so spiteful. <laughs> the other the other one I had was um, Thibault at 10 bucks for Atch. Yeah. Um, I think that go to 10 bucks so much. Awesome defensive player, but doesn't do much else. And Lowry, Bowie Yield. Maxi, who's going to start ahead of him, we're all cheaper. Um, who's got? Who's got? Who's got? Thibel. Hatch. Hatch. At ten bucks. Uh, let me have a look at his team. I, I think yeah, he's he's going to get you some steals and blocks, but it's all at ten dollars. You can't have a guy giving you four points, and and maybe one assist and and three rebounds, and that's it every game. But maybe you can on Hatch's team because if you look at it. Um, like if you look at the block side of Atch's team, right? AD, um, Time Lord, and Thibel, and and Nurkic. He, he's probably going to win blocks every week with that team. Uh, on the steel side, uh, Jimmy Buckets, um, OG. O, OG, OG, and Obi, who as as predicted probably win cool steals win. this year. Um, and and then Thibel. Like I, I think Thibel kind of really does help to solidify those stats for him. Um, so I don't yeah, know if that... Really, if he's really need the scoring, I think he... Well, he might need it, but I if, was you, say, I think if, you take, if you take Jimmy Butler, you probably... And then, like, Time Lord and, and OG, you're probably already sacrificing a lot in terms of scoring anyway. So it's probably not going for that. Um I think that's yeah. right because I think the rest of his team he's going to have guys that aren't going to give you enough production. I don't think Harris Harrison's going to give you it. Porter Jr. is not going to give it to you. Uh, Hayes, Killian uh, Hayes. I, think, I I don't think he's going to do anything. That's a that's a redemption bit, right? It's like oh fuck up on <laughs> yeah. last year. I'll, I'll go him again. <laughs> I've got to make it work from last yeah. year. Can I give you sure. a guy a guy who is a hundred percent overpriced and. I could not believe the bidding on this guy. The guy that has two all-star names, Duncan Robinson, at $4. $4. 
for a guy who does nothing. <laughs> OMG. He does he, though? I, I knew... <laughs> he's not I, Steph I, Curry, dude. No, he's not. And you know why? Because I nominated Duncan Robinson very early on. Um, just to throw out, because I know someone will overpay for him. Um, yeah, that nomination would have already been overpaying for him. Well, you know, I know that I know he someone will, someone else will bid for him, so I wasn't going to be part of the bidding anyway. Um, but I had him last year, and he basically didn't do too much. So let me read so these stats always- from last year. Okay, 3.53s, no doubt elite, right? Okay, we get that. 3.5 rebounds for a small forward is shit house. 1.5 assists, may as well not bother. 0.6 steals is nothing. 0.3 blocks. All of that is junk. Yeah. Exactly. But he does nothing. He just shoots threes. Like He just got a max contract, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't think he got a max. He got quite a bit, but he didn't get max. There's no way they're going to pay max for him. He's he is shit house. He should be on the free agency list. Five year, ninety million deal, ninety mil deal. Yeah, ridiculous. That's big. I mean, for what he does on, on Miami, um, it's okay. But for fantasy tip purposes, it's not okay. But okay, let me let me throw out like so. Duncan Robinson was one, two, three, four, five, sixth ranked in three pointers last year, and it's all he did. Another guy who averaged as many as many three-pointers as him last year is still on free agency, which is Malik Beasley, who, you know, no one wants to touch him because all he does is shoot and he doesn't really do anything else. Um, but he's still there. He's still available yeah. for, for a dollar. For, well, for zero. Like, he's still there. So, I'm pretty sure he'll get picked up early on. If he plays, depending on whether he's, he'll get picked if, up. If he, uh... Depending on whether he plays or not, or it's, it's, that's what, the unknown. what role he plays. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the thing with some of the teams this year that it's hard to, to see because there were injuries last year, um, and and COVID did affect some of the way some of those teams played. So, if he does what he did last year, he's he's worth it at a dollar, obviously, over Duncan Robinson. Oh yeah, Duncan. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had, I had yeah. both of them last year. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, well, there you go. Hey, can we flip it the other way? and nominate some of the best bargains you saw on the night. Mm. Um, um, and they don't necessarily need to be the dollar players because I think there were some. Yeah. Uh, I think Carl Lowry is actually quite good at nine bucks. Mm. I think um, a lot of people is sleeping mm. on Carl Lowry. So nine bucks was ridiculously good. I should have been, I, you know, I kind of regretting not, uh, regretted not bidding more on him. So. I like uh, Garland at fifteen dollars. I think he's going to be good this year. And Booker mm. at thirty-two. I reckon Booker's pretty cheap. Mm, Booker, nah, I think I, it's fair value. I think Booker got would have been higher, in my opinion, if his draft position was different because he was down the end of the the fifty, wasn't he? Yeah, he was right down the end of the fifty. I feel like if he was higher up, he might have gone a bit higher earlier because I think some people filled that kind of role. Hmm. You know, I, I think um, if he's healthy, um, then CP3 at 28 is a bargain. He's yeah. going to be good. <laughs> I, I actually uh, agree with that. 
yeah. And if it, Jack it, it, did did a lot of a massive favor to Jang if 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 he's helped. Yeah. Which hey, based on last year, it definitely can be. You just think that yeah. age and his history. But every the, the thing with CP3 is like every year you go, oh, that's he's over the hill. He's 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 gonna get done, and he does that every year. Like mm. he, no, he, he he becomes like on averages at least he's he he's like top twenty every year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically so. what LeBron does to us every year when I think he's over the hill and there's <laughs> yeah. and it's exactly he's like amazing, bargain. right? <laughs> Because I keep saying, nah, he's going to play half the games. He's going to be shit. He's going to have terrible efficiency. He won't hit any threes. And the next thing is fantastic. And yeah. Des might have got it again. So pretty yeah. much the same team. He rolls up the same couple of top players every year. His <laughs> team players. his team is a beast. It really is. It's a beast of a team um, for counting stats. It's going to be yeah. – it's off the charts. Um, it really is. Yeah. So why, why do we let him do it every year? That's the question, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to go with that strategy. I feel like to to go the the pump the pump free throw to dump yeah to and, and but you went you forward. you went hard at pump free throw, Tim, and then you sort of just stopped. Yeah, well, I've just changed. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't go, but never never got LeBron, and LeBron also wasn't at thirty three in past years. It was a little bit more expensive, which when you went once you get Giannis, that, that's hard. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, he's got some of the others. So Siakam, Simmons, oh my guys from last year. <laughs> yeah, but these two guys are out for quite a bit of time. So you, you just I think know. that's what might hurt him early. Good, but... I have him on week one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wiggins, who has now had the shot, so he might play. <laughs> so he'll be. He's he's he's, he's playing. He played in the preseason. I oh, did he. <laughs> yeah. When when I going back to the question that you asked him about who I think is undervalued, um, yeah, I think the guys mentioned it. But one of the things that is always going to be the, you know, the million dollar question is well, how healthy um, will they be, and how will they fit within the team? And the the, the couple that I'll point out because I think that. I think this guy is an absolute beast and he kills me every time I play against him. Fucking, I hate this guy, right? <laughs> and, and he plays for my, my, um, my, we'll call it my team, but my team of the past, Karis Levert. Fuck no. him. <laughs> but I think at, at, at $6, I think he's potentially one of the biggest bargains um, in the draft. Yeah. I, I agree if he's healthy. Uh, if I, he's healthy. I would have bit, bit more and bit. The guy's got a stress fracture in his lower back, so I, yeah. I just don't, it just sounds really bad, right? So I don't know how 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 bad that injury is. So I was really scared off by that, um, scared off by putting in a bit. So yeah, because um, yeah, like that just doesn't sound like a like a light injury. Like you got a freaking broken back, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so the other a, guy, the other guy that might be that might be. Um, that could be really cheap. There's two others that, that I want to mention. Um, one at the lower end, which I think this guy, if he can put the pieces together, I think he could be he could be a thirty dollar player. Is is Buddy Hield? Um, oh yeah. Really think he's got the chance to be, but it just he, depends on whether it. whether he can put it together. I don't know whether he can or not. Um, he needs to be traded. He's not going to get it done in, in Sacramento. He's not going to be well, a 
one I thing's think, for sure, he'll play. And he'll play minutes. Like, that's one thing for sure. I think the Sacramento would, guys are all going to hurt each other. Fox, yeah. Field, and Halliburton. Are and all they've, got, they've got a great rookie this year as well. Uh, Davion Mitchell. So, um, it's, it's too many... Yeah, too many good uh, young guys uh, for Buddy Hill to shine, I think. Now, the so, issue yeah. is that um, they need to either for one of them to be traded or they need Harrison Barnes to get injured because even though he's probably over the hill as well, he is a, like him in the post. He just yeah, slows down. Good. He slows down everything, though, and yeah. and he gets quite a lot of usage through him which stops that ball moving around and, and stops Heald probably getting the opportunities to create. Um, he ends up just being a kind of stand-and-shoot stand, in, stand and shoot guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, at, the, at the higher end, I reckon this guy could be, could be an absolute bargain and we could be saying, like, and I hate to say it because I hate the guy, but we could be saying this guy's in the running for number one pick next year, Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. I, I think it. I think at fifty-five, I think he could be a, a steal. He could really be a steal. It's a pretty big call at fifty-five. Yeah, 55, yeah, yeah. I know it is, but but if you think about the fact that you know, if the guys who are like in the first two or three each year are going for seventy odd, right? He could he could be a seventy-five dollar player next year. I reckon. Oh, that's a big call. What what is he lacking? Tell me. What's free he missing? Throw, getting to the free throw line and finishing at the rim. Not in the playoffs, he wasn't. Yeah, I think his big one is free throws. If he can get his the amount of attempts up, then he would be a different player. And, and I think he had games in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, where he was taking 15, 16 free throw he attempts. Did. He, did. he 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 kind of he could be one of those guys who realized in the playoffs that if he plays more aggressive he can he can absolutely take over the league and, and i think he's like that team i think has the uh you know no more kemba um he could just he, his usage could be up and he his performance could be through the roof he can steal it he can block it his percentages should be okay shoots threes distributes well enough, gets enough rebounds. I think he's he's going to be pretty clean and, and complete player. He's a good rider player. I mean, I mean, he's a good fantasy player. So, yeah. he, well, that's why he deserved fifty-five. But yeah. I actually reckon he could he could be a lot higher than that next year. Yeah. That's true. I think um, he, he's the one who can make the jump out of that that I, um, yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like to point a name out, and this guy I um. I would have bit more for him, but I only I already had three um, four centers at the time, so I couldn't. <laughs> um, and that's uh, that's Christian Woods uh, Wood, um, sixteen bucks. I think it's a, it's an absolute bargain. I'm not sure why nobody's actually bidding on him, uh, but Tim, I think you got yourself yourself a very. I, good I was player. also surprised when I got him at sixteen. Yeah. And it looked like I, I was going to get him less than that at one point. Yeah, I would say he would. Uh, you you would have gone up to at least twenty five for him, uh, and nobody actually went with you. So, um, but if, if he stays healthy, he's going he's he he's going to be fantastic. Um, but you know, uh, I, you know, I had him on my um, on my list of centers, but I, I I had I have two centers that's quite similar, or, or three centers that's quite similar already, and um, I have, you know, four centers in general. So 
just, just couldn't hold another one. Yeah. Well, a shooting, uh, shooting centre who's going to going to get you almost two threes a game, I think. And some blocks, right? And blocks that yeah. you don't get that at that price that often. So yeah, um, so I think it's stay, staying on Houston because good... I think Houston are a very interesting team. They're going to be just, very no, just on Wood before we move off Wood because I, I like him as well, but for a guy that shoots, he needs to improve his free throws. His free throws are horrendous. Last year were terrible. Um, that needs to improve because the rest of his numbers are stellar. But if he can't improve that, then he, he won't ever get to 25 plus. He was better previously. Not not fantastic, but yeah. into the 70s. Yeah, he was disappointing last year. Yeah, he was disappointing. What was he last year? I didn't, I didn't really pay that much attention. On his 63. In a lot of attempts, that's quite disappointing. Yeah. Five, five, almost five attempts a game. Yeah, not good. No, I remember him being higher in the past. So Yeah, he was. He was 75% the year before. Yeah. So if, if, if he's at 75 there, it's okay, right? Um, for a center. Yeah, for, for a center, that's still pretty there. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying probably that scares a lot of people off because when they do their filters and they don't want their free throws to drag, I think that that's probably the, the concern with him. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Not you know what? What at sixteen bucks is still too cheap for him. I think so. <laughs> it's fair. It's a fair call. Yeah. In in hindsight, the one that and I just said how Houston. I think they're going to be quite fantasy friendly this year. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., which Cam picked up for eleven dollars. I think that mm. will end up looking very cheap. And I know he had a breakout season last year. Uh, and with all these extra pieces, it's a bit unknown. But his preseason game again was it today or yesterday? Mm. He's yeah. doing exactly what he did last year. Um, like leading from the front. And for someone who's uh, got SGSF eligibility, he's going to yeah. give you a lot of assists from that position, given that he's playing point guard. Yeah. And he's going to get point guard eligibility. So yeah. he's, he's, going to be, he's going to be a three-position um, three player. So it's a good pickup. Just, just as long as he doesn't go crazy like he did. He might. <laughs> oh, you, never, you never know. But I think he, in Houston, he's okay, right? Because in Cleveland, he wasn't happy. Mm, um, yeah. In Houston, he, he, he hasn't gone really that crazy. So, um, yeah. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> you never he's been looked after at the moment. So I think he'll, he'll be okay. I think, and, I think Cam, he, is just, Cam is just being racist here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got something to prove. I think he'll be good. I've got, yeah. I've got one more. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. at thirty-two bucks. Without Jamal Murray this season, he's going to be obviously number two. Um, he's just got to get more free throws. I think he only averaged like two free throws a game last season. And but I think he's going to have a big year this year. He's Yoki. also been paid. He's yeah, been paid. But as long as he stays fit, I think he's good enough, and he's he's, he's a ripper player. I don't know about him. I'm a bit on the fence because I think he has all of the um, ability to make it happen, but I don't know whether his whether his season last year was a bit of a flash in the pan um, because, you know, Murray obviously went down and then he kind of stepped out of the shadows and and, you know, managed to kind of, you know, well, let's say dominate, but I think really... What happened was his scoring went up and a lot of it was because his efficiency in scoring was through the roof. Like if you look at his post-All-Star last year, 22.3 points, 
at almost 57% field goal. I, I've seen him play. Yes, he hits a lot of shots. But I think if you give him a bit more pressure from the defense, uh, I'm not I'm not convinced that that can stick. And then I worry that, you know, his assist numbers are low, his steals numbers are low, um, doesn't really get it done on the defensive end. I, I worry that he could plateau. That, that'd be my concern. I think he's got talent, but I worry that he could plateau. I, I think he's um, he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be so, how do I say, undervalued here because um, he's at 30-something already, right? So what are you saying? He's going to be a $50, $60 player, potentially? I don't, I, I don't, I don't I, see I would, it. I would have said no, I don't high, 40s, say that. high 40s, low 50s, I reckon he can get to. I, I think he's, this is his that, year. That's hard because I think you need to be a number one in your team. You look at you look at who's the forty fifty dollar players in our league, and I mean they're so much like they're they're um, alpha in their league in their yeah, team. Yeah, that's, right? that's what I mean. I think he's going to have the issue that Jokic is always going to have the ball and is going to going to also score well and, and get a lot of those production stats that he's possibly not going to be able to, to do that outside of of Brooklyn where you got Harden and Durant. I, I don't think you're going to get the same out of any other team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can he, can he outproduce Devin Booker? They they went for the same price. Can he even outproduce, um, you know, SGA? I, I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, because uh, well, what Zane said, I don't usually agree with Zane, but... Um, you know, <laughs> Thanks, he's, <laughs> he's not he's not the alpha in that team, and I worry that um, not being alpha could could really hurt him. And and then I kind of look at the potential for improvement. And when you go up to that next tier of people that are playing similar brand or similar style, you've got you know Jimmy Jimmy buckets at thirty eight, Bradley Beal at forty, Paul George at forty two. All of those guys are like well and truly, you know, another level up. And I don't know that I don't know that Porter's got that in him this year. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it'll be hard. It'll be hard. He's got the skills. I don't know if he if he if he, if he can translate that though with the usage. Yes we'll see, right? So <laughs> mm. good discussion on it, but <laughs> Okay. I think we've had enough of individual players. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have actually had a chance to look through some teams, but any early favourites? Dez. I, I say Dez every year, and then he doesn't necessarily come through with it because he doesn't make <laughs> a lot of moves. <laughs> so, I, I, But otherwise, I, I agree with you. I look at his team and I'm like, that is a good team. It's a beast of a team. But but I think you'd, you'd need to make some moves because you're going to have some injuries early to deal with. And you're going to fall behind. When you're asking early favourites, then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like Charlie's. Yeah, but Charlie's cheap, so <laughs> he doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. going to say he likes Charlie's until he sees Van Vliet for $37 and Basley for 10 <laughs> One thing that One thing that can't be undervalued um, when we look at teams and, you know, this guy I would not have paid a dollar for, um, and he went for twenty-seven dollars, which is Westbrook, right? He's mm. probably for me, based on the strategy I adopted, the most overpriced pay- payer in in the draft. But when you consider the players that Chris has, 
um, Giannis, Doncic, uh, Lowry, and then you go down the list. I actually quite if if Isaac plays and he does anything reasonable, the amount of production that Chris has um, is pretty scary as well. And and he's similar to kind of Des in a way that they've got production with field goal percentage, even though they don't have you know free throws and turnovers. Um, I kind of look at it and say, fuck, like, I'm a little bit concerned that that team, that I can't beat them. Um, because even if you look at three-pointers, like, he, he has enough depth there as well, even though some of his stars, like Giannis and Westbrook, probably aren't three-point shooters, but Doncic could go off the charts. Um, uh, Seth Curry's there. Like, there, there's some threes there, or even though it might be a weak category. So I think his team's pretty good as well, Chris. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think a lot depends on his big guys. If they can get anything, Pirtle, Carter Jr., Isaac. I think they all need to to do stuff. I think they've got potential, though. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. Like, and TJ yeah, Warren is he is he going to play? I don't even know. I don't know. Bubble TJ Warren, then you've got a, a great great production team there. It's a good player. Yeah, I think on paper, um, I I have to agree with Pete. There's looks very strong just on paper it's only really lacking two categories which is you know free throws and turnovers probably his third weakest would be three pointers um but yeah i mean i i think it looks pretty it looks pretty six three every week you take that (laughs) yeah yeah you definitely take six three every (laughs) week that's for sure um yeah yeah, no, that's true. Yep, I would have said Des too, but I, I've seen this in the past where I always think he's he's one of the stronger <laughs> ones. <laughs> uh, but you, I mean, just you, right. you, yeah, I mean, you can't go. You can only go on based on paper at the moment because you don't know what type of move people will make moves. Uh, people will make um, later on, right? I mean, if if you're going to say based on history, who who's the favourite, then you you say, oh, probably Jez because he's won so much. <laughs> right, so no, Jez is tough, not this year. If I if I go the <laughs> if I go the other way, um, I I would say that um, looking at all of these teams, I, I think I think Tubbsy's team is terrible. Um, <laughs> if I went the other way, I, I just I, I I don't see. I don't see where it's going to produce. It's got, it's got some shooters. It's going to get three pointers and and some score, um, but I don't see much else in that team. He's got a lot of players that I would never pick. <laughs> so. Well, to me, like Bagley, Kuzma, and Hachimura are basically the same player. Um, points and rebounds. Yes. That's about yes. it. Bogdanovich, Trent, Clarkson. They're probably pretty much the same player as well, um, which is basically shooting and a few assists and not much else. He's got a lot of threes. He's got, got a lot, lot of threes. threes. Yeah. So I think, you know, SGA, he's pretty good. Levert, if he's healthy, um, obviously Drew Holiday's a gun. And then he's got Porzingis, who won't play, and John Collins, who we've already talked about. His team's terrible. I think we're mostly in agreement with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. He's going to fight, have to fight pretty hard to get it, to the it, bottom, I think. It, it, anytime you bag Tubbs, 
Oh, we're on board. <laughs> but I know, I know what's going to happen, and um, I think he's going to beat you. <laughs> Cam, Cam can Cam can vouch for this. I'm just looking at who's got him week one. He's got Jang week one. He'll probably dominate Jang and be leading, and then that's about all we'll see of him in the in the top half of the of the league. Uh, let's see, let's see Jang's team. <laughs> in your in your uh, run sheet, Tim, you had who was the softest, and I had just tubs. <laughs> His highest price payer th- player thirty two dollars. That's just soft. Oh really? Yeah, it was. That's Shay. Shay thirty two dollars. Yeah, SGA. Yeah. Oh shit. All right. Yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't. I did not realize that. Either, so. That's. that's and what, what was he? Is he? Is he in Lux? He's not. No, right? one eighty three. So it's not even that oh. low. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> well, the only the only um, so he had thirty two as his top oh, player, and, <laughs> and and Kev was also thirty two as his top player. At least Kev has the excuse of, you know, hasn't seen it before. Um, interestingly, the person that has the lowest top player is actually Jang, um, who paid thirty one dollars for Aiton, who I actually think that's a pretty pretty good price. That's pretty good price, yeah. Um, for and 18, 28 for, um, 28 for CP3. Um, yeah, and and Jang's got three Phoenix players, so he's going to need Phoenix to do well again this year. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple yeah. of interesting ones. He does have some interesting players, I think, that could do could do anything really. Um, well, he's got players that have changed teams. Valentunas, mm. he's got DeRozan. Who could be playing power forward, which seems odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. And and he's got our favorite, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> so that, Duncan Robinson. So yeah. that goes. He's useless. Um, and I, st- uh, do we actually say Stuart was overpriced at 14? Because I still don't really know yeah. what he does. <laughs> but I would say absolutely. What, what about DeJounte at 16? I have no idea what to make of DeJounte Murray. I think he's decent at 16. Yeah, I think he's decent at 16 as well. He's actually an interesting um, pick because he is um, a very different stat line for a point guard because he's yeah. he's more of a he's more of a double double with rebounds a, guy. Yeah, and defense. Yeah, a weird he's a defender. I actually have gone with um, uh, Divincenzo, uh, hoping that he ends up with a similar stat line to Murray. Um, similar yeah, players. No, I'm gonna, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I had the so last year. <laughs> yeah, but you know, not, last, last year, I know he's not he's not healthy at the moment. But last year, he averaged almost six rebounds a game yeah. for for a point guard. He, so that's a that's pretty decent. If that's what you're looking for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not looking for assists. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Dejounte also assists, so he he's you know, almost six a game. So it's not too bad. For I mean, for for whatever, right? But it's interesting that um, James got uh, Dejounte Murray and Demar Derozan on his on his team because you've got like a shooting guard, or, um, you know, a small forward and a point guard who basically contributes nothing to your threes every um, every week. Yeah. So he's only got two guys that actually, or three guys that shoots almost at two a game. So he's probably. Not that competitive in that, yes. but then again, you never going to be down the bottom. Well, this is the problem, right? You're not competitive and, and in threes, and you're holding and Duncan Robinson, who does nothing else. Yeah. Like, exactly. 
It makes no sense. If you're and not competitive idea. in it, just just get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not Roto, so you, you, you've got to win it or lose it. So it's going to be yeah. an ongoing thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a balance. You just got to you get, you got to tank a few. Okay. Well, I think we've got to the end. That was a, a much longer discussion than I thought it was going to be in the end, actually. So it was very in depth. So you guys read the run sheet. We've done the in-depth review. I, uh, I didn't. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I have a, before we go, I have a, a question for Cam. Uh, and this is a serious question. Have you put much thought into keepers? Like, because obviously you need to keep someone or maybe you don't, like you said at the start. But nah, two. have you looked at your players? Yeah, two. Two young guys. Okay. Um, Sadiq Bay and Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, good. I mean, you, have, you can. It doesn't really matter if you say it to us or not, because you know we can't we can't change it. Um, but you can you can always change your mind. Um, until have, the, uh, you know, Pete by? before the season starts. Before That's the season all. Starts. Yeah. So, are you are you contemplating keeping them for a long long time, or just like one or two years, or what's the what's your thought process on that? Uh, I need to go back and check what the prices um, <laughs> are. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's twenty percent or five bucks, basically. If it's whichever is higher, yeah. whichever is higher. So, yeah. But then you obviously the duration adds up, right? If you keep it for one year, you add ten bucks to keep uh, for the next year. Um, yeah. and, and if it's two years, you add twenty bucks to have the option of having them for a third year and get the uh, test to market. So, I, I worry uh, when you start explaining the rules, mate. I, but, I know. I am correct. Uh, let's just see how KPJ KPJ goes through uh, preseason, and if he doesn't go crazy, then I'll uh, I'll lock him in. Yeah, I think that's what everyone is doing at the moment, right? Just look at the uh, preseason to see an indication of uh, your your keeper, um, your keeper potentials, how they do. So, yes, for me, Josh Giddy's first game was very encouraging. So if he plays a similar you know, a couple games down the track, he's probably going to be a three-year keeper for me. So nice, I like it. Yeah, Nerlens is the other one I was looking at. Oh, oh dear! I hope you keep him for three years. <laughs> Keepers are hard. I think you've got to, you've got to work out what you want to do going forward because you are you are setting your team in a certain way. If they're if they're going to be expensive, at least because KPJ will go up a bit. He's going to always be your your third or possibly your, your you know, third or fourth player every year. Yeah, so. the other thing with keepers is um, you have to think about it and you have to, oh, do I really want this player on my team for the next three years? Because sometimes you get shit, you, you get annoyed with the player and you're like, fuck, I just want to get rid of him. <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> right, Tim? <laughs> no, no, that's gone. It's, it's gone. No, it's not even in my mind. He's not even on my list anymore. And you may all lose I'm... a bet and then you have to drop him. <laughs> all, all I've got, all I've got is Zion, Gamorant, and I get to watch them and that's all good. Have you, talk, have you told Cam about the top and bet yet? Come on, yeah, I think you should tell him. <laughs> I don't think I need to. Because I, I didn't lose any bet. There was no bet. It was invalid. We're over two hours. This is not going to actually make it to the podcast anyway, right? Exactly. It's time for us to finish off. That was a good one. We'll be back with something else next week. Thanks, Cam. Right. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, everyone. See you, guys. See you next time. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Man, that yeah, went that so quick. Did not realize yeah. that was two hours. Fuck. Yeah. That was good. Awesome. That was a lot of fun from our end.
Yeah. <laughs> Not sure about no. people listening to it. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but it is an amazing caveat at the start because you can just basically say, this is all about fantasy. If you're not interested, just skip this yeah. week. You can just yeah. go to the next one. Um, yeah. I love how, how many names were called out during the episode, though. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> we basically called everyone out. <laughs> yeah. In, in my own right, I had about five of Atch's ones. Like, I can't do that. I can't do five on Atch. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say he had a horrible team, but I just didn't want to. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's finish up. Thanks, guys. Hey, hey Tim, uh, for, for next week. Yeah. Even though it'd be a, a, a kind of a repeat, but maybe we could do a um, a pre-roto draft discussion. Um, just thinking that there's probably a lot of discussion to have about that, given that it's random order and talking about order of operations and who will fall where and sleepers and all kinds of stuff like that, like different style of thing and. Like um, we could do it. I mean, we could okay. do part of it. If it doesn't drag on, then we can have a backup topic uh, to talk about the next. No, it'll, it'll drag on if we start. It's, right. two, hours. <laughs> it's two hours for sure, and and maybe we can. Uh, I don't know. Guess. I don't. Maybe we can get someone. Yeah. You might jank so you can ask whoever that you know you can drag out the process. If, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to make sure that you don't have room for any other topics, um, yeah. invite Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> We can't call. Well, we would call it. We'd still call him out, so it's fine. Yeah, bring him, bring him on. We can, we can have a, a debate about who's good and who's not with, with him. I think that'd be right in his wheelhouse. All the rookies he doesn't know. Maybe he'll say, you know, say quite a few words um, next week as compared to his yeah. Bring, 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 bring him, bring him, because I want to get stuck into him as well, and and I want to get stuck into him on Dynasty too. I love it. Uh, okay, good one. Uh, <laughs> See you guys. Watch you guys. Right, Thanks, Cam. Right. Thanks, Cam. Bye. Bye.